3: Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Deadly winter storms hit the southeast. We have the story.
4: Police investigating a shooting in southeast Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details
2: just ahead.
5: A new airport is set to open in Kansas City. I'm Dan
2: O'Neill. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. A chilly start to the morning across south-central Kansas, but we warm above freezing this afternoon and by the weekend we will likely be in the upper 50s. Our complete forecast in just a few minutes.
3: Winter weather that hit parts of the south Tuesday may not be finished with the region.
6: Another round of freezing rain and sleet could hit some of the same areas today that already got a punch from winter yesterday. The National Weather Service says more wintry precipitation is expected across Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas, where at least two people have died on slick roads and thousands reported power outages. Several thousand flights have already been canceled or delayed today, the majority of those affecting American Airlines and Dallas-based Southwest. Arkansas's governor has declared a state of emergency, and schools in Memphis, Tennessee, have canceled classes today due to the weather. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News.
4: Police are investigating a shooting in southeast Wichita. Last evening in the 3600 block of East Cessna, officers found a man with a gunshot wound to the leg. He was hospitalized and is expected to survive. Investigators determining an argument led up to a disturbance prior to that shooting.
3: Police responded to gun violence at two nightclubs in Wichita over the weekend, resulting in five people being injured by gunfire. Wichita Police Chief Joseph Sullivan says he's meeting with business owners to discuss what went wrong and what can be done in the future. We expect them to present us with a plan of action to make their facilities safer. And if they uh, refuse to do so, then I'll take the necessary action. Uh, It's not going to be tolerated. Chief Sullivan says he wants Wichita to be a safe place for people to visit. But he warns that there could be sanctions imposed if more shootings in clubs take place.
4: Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner attended a special meeting Monday of local, state, and federal officials discussing the plan to return passenger train service to Wichita connected to Newton on the north and Oklahoma City on the south. Meitzner says the Federal Railroad Administration must approve the plan.
7: So we're like two or three major steps ahead of other, other states. So uh, we're applying to get approved, um, as, and Kansas is going to take the lead.
4: And Meichner says FRA approval could come later this year. Meichner commented during his weekly visit
3: with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. The new $1.5 billion Kansas City International Airport will open February 28th.
5: City officials said Monday that the opening of the single-terminal airport will be on time and on budget. The city broke ground on the airport four years ago after a sometimes contentious flight to replace a three-terminal airport opened in 1972. The terminal is the largest single infrastructure project in the city's history. It has 40 gates with room to expand to 50 gates. The new terminal will provide up to 50 places to eat and shop. Concessions companies are hoping to fill at least 800 jobs before the airport opens. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News.
3: This month will reportedly bring a new entry into the 2024 Republican race for president
8: former South Carolina
3: governor and U.S.
7: ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley is weeks away from announcing her run for the GOP nomination for president. The Charleston, South Carolina, Post Courier newspaper first reported a confirmed announcement is scheduled for February 15th. At that time, she would join only former President Donald Trump as an announced candidate. The newspaper reported Haley even called the former president to say she was considering a 2020 24 bid as far as her party is concerned haley says it needs a new direction and she feels she can be that leader Grenal scott fox
3: news knss news time now 804 four minutes past eight o'clock
7: big basketball
4: game last night up in lawrence jayhawks and wildcats and we'll have highlights coming up in sports
3: the plot thickens over animals taken from the zoo in dallas That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. Now 8.07, seven minutes past eight o'clock. Tom Brady has announced his retirement. Brady won his record seven Super Bowls for New England and Tampa. He is the most successful quarterback in NFL history. One of the greatest athletes in team sports, he posted the announcement on social media in a brief video lasting just under one minute, says this time it's for good. A groundbreaking ceremony in Newton Tuesday afternoon for the city's new library. When completed, the new 30,000-square-foot building will be found just southeast of the current structure. Construction expected to be completed in the summer of 2024
4: plot thickens over animals taken from the Dallas
3: Zoo. Two Emperor Tamarin monkeys taken from the zoo Monday were found in a closet of an abandoned home just south of Dallas Tuesday. Police say they were acting on a tip, but no rest had been made. The monkeys' enclosure had been cut open. The animals have been returned to the zoo.
7: Police are still looking into the suspicious death of an endangered vulture earlier in January
3: and a leopard went missing after someone cut an opening into the enclosure's fencing. The big cat was found the same day. A similar gash was also found in an enclosure of Langer monkeys, though none got out. Tom Rigotti. Fox News. In Arizona, the fentanyl death of a toddler is under investigation.
1: Police in the Phoenix suburb of Apache Junction say a three-year-old boy swallowed at least one fentanyl pill days ago and was taken to the hospital by his family. He was treated with Narcan, then airlifted to another hospital. But police say he had brain swelling and stroke symptoms. His respiratory system shut down, and the three-year-old was put on life support before he died. Apache Junction police say the boy's death is now the focus of an ongoing criminal investigation and that it highlights the dangerous consequences of fentanyl and other illicit drugs in their ongoing fight against this epidemic. In Arizona alone, more than five people die from opioid overdoses every day. Lisa Brady, Fox News.
4: A grim discovery in Chicago.
2: Authorities in northwest Chicago are investigating the discovery of a 96-year-old woman's body in a freezer in a garage near an apartment building. Police were called by a concerned relative who lived in another state. The woman, identified as Regina Mikulski, reportedly lived in the apartment building with her daughter. Neighbors say it's been years since they've seen the woman whose daughter was the building's landlord. Police are calling the incident a death investigation but have not yet indicated whether foul play was involved. Rich Dennison, Fox
9: News.
3: KNSS has news time now, 8.09, 9 minutes past 8 o'clock.
9: Got some really heavy traffic right now. Uh, northbound on I-235 approaching... Uh, the road construction there with the junction to I-135. Uh, K, uh, also southbound I-135 exit to K-96. Uh, seeing a bit of a slowdown there and a stalled out vehicle uh, north of that. Southbound I-135 right around 53rd Street North. And some really heavy traffic. Southbound I-135 uh, exiting onto westbound Kellogg. Just some really heavy traffic in that area. Traffic update from 98.7 and
3: 1330 KNSS.
9: I'm Jad Chambers.
3: Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good
2: morning. We could see a few clouds pass through south-central Kansas here early on, becoming mostly sunny with a high 38 later on this afternoon. Cloudy overnight, yellow 22. Then sunny on Thursday with a high 48. Temperatures will be in the low 40s on Friday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday.
3: Now in clear sky, we have a south wind at just 6 miles per hour and 13 degrees. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch, featuring a variety of apparel, glassware, and gifts for the bourbon lover in your life. Available for purchase at the Monarch, 579 West Douglas. 8 to 11 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, Representative George Santos says he will recuse himself from his committee. This is uh, following up on this story this morning with Fox News Radio's Ryan smells. Good morning, Ryan. Hey good morning, Steve. how you doing? So'm I'm, I'm doing well now does Santos have a uh, did, he, did somebody name him to one committee two committees or or no committees what, <laughs> so he was
7: actually he was he was really assigned to two committees. that includes the uh, small business committee and the science Committee. So it looks like he's going to be recusing himself and stepping aside from those committees while these investigations go on. Uh, in terms of his personal finances as well as some other allegations that are against him too.
3: Well, <clears throat> is he uh, allegedly an ex- expert in small business or science? Uh, and, how, yeah. and how do we know for sure?
7: <laughs> well, I, I, good question, good question. So, but, but I guess we don't have to worry about answering that question because uh, he doesn't look like he's going to be on those committees uh, at least
3: for the time, <clears throat> <Excuse clears> throat>
7: throat> me. at least for the time being.
3: Well, uh, the guy came into Congress from, what, New York, right? And uh, came in and somebody had finally vented his uh, resume and looked into some of these things. And and it turns out that he pretty much uh, fabricated most of his life till he, he got himself elected.
7: Right, yeah. No, he's facing accusations of lying about substantial parts of his background, including his work history and his education history, as well as even his Jewish heritage. Uh, it really is just an extensive list. And now it's kind of trickling into his uh campaign finances and that those allegations could really come back and 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 present an issue for him especially if a, a house decides to take action you know Kevin McCarthy has said that you know he's not going to that he is an elected member of congress and it's going to stay that way but he would be removed from congress if a house, house ethics committee investigation determines that he broke the law and he's already facing uh numerous investigations going on here and I think one thing also to keep in mind too is that You know, New York was a big victory for Republicans on Election Day, especially in those House elections. And George Santos was one of them, but he's not the only one. And and I think, you know, you could probably argue that Republicans are probably a little disappointed that they're having to talk about George Santos as their new member of Congress. When there's several other uh, new members of Congress, including from New York, they would like to put the spotlight on.
3: There was a time in politics, and this is before we just screamed at each other that – uh, politicians would go behind the scenes and investigate people like that, uh, I mean, either legally or illegally, and find out things about their past. That could be potentially embarrassing. Apparently, Mr. Santos had nobody looking into what he was doing, or at least it seems that way. Am I wrong, Ryan?
7: Well, th- there are some different <clears throat> reports out there that that apparently uh, certain members of the Republican Party, including members of leadership, were aware of George Santos's fabrications but weren't, you know, expecting him to win. You know, George Santos's victory was considered to be a major upset on Election Day, and that's why it was considered to be one of the bigger uh, victories for Republicans on Election Day. But, you know, that, that's all still just reporting out there. You know, a lot of different members of Congress have denied these reports uh, about their knowledge about George Santos's fabrications. But, you know, George Santos is also facing other alle- allegations, as uh, including that one of his uh, uh, phone operators on his campaign was posing as the chief of staff for Kevin McCarthy, so a lot of these allegations are quite substantial, and we're going to see if that comes back and potentially uh, ends up removing him from Congress.
3: You well, know, just uh, to be clear, uh, uh, just if you're if you're a liar, that doesn't preclude you from being elected uh, legally to to Congress. But as you say, they're looking for ways that are possible possibilities that the lying and the dishonesty actually had a, a legal impact on on something then.
7: Right. Yeah. She certainly wouldn't be the first politician to lie, as a lot of uh, different radio hosts have reminded me today. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if, if, in fact, he broke the law and they're able to find that out, then, then as Kevin McCarthy has said, he's going to have to take action on that.
3: Well, yeah, there's a lot of liars out there. Some of them are kind of embarrassed when they, people find out they're liars, but some of them aren't, I guess. So This guy's not going to he's not going to voluntarily leave, is he? George uh, he hasn't
7: he hasn't made that clear yet. You know, <clears throat> he's been asked constantly if he's going to resign. You know, the media stakes out in front of his office almost every day. And and then he's he, it's even gotten to the point where he's brought Dunkin Donuts for the media members. He's occasionally brought them Chick-fil-A as well. Um, and, and he's kind of said he would resign if one hundred and forty two thousand people Uh, Ask him to, and I believe that's a number uh, somewhat equivalent to to the amount of people in his district. But also, it could be just a we've kind of asked ourselves where he got that number from. Uh, But you know, ultimately, you know, he's had people ask him to resign, right? Like, and especially the, the some of some of the most vocal ones have been Republicans from the state of New York. Including ones that, that are in his district, you know, Republican Party chairs in his district, as well as some, some neighboring Congress members who are also new to Congress who have asked him to resign. Hmm. But uh, ultimately, he hasn't made that decision yet, and it doesn't look like he's, go- he's been pretty adamant that he's not going to. Uh, so if, if, in fact, you know, the, the investigations don't go anywhere, you know, the, the best option for those who want him gone is going to probably be Election Day in two years. Yeah.
3: All right, Ryan. Hey, thanks for being with us this morning and helping us out with some good information there. Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz talking about uh, Representative George Santos. He's saying he's going to recuse himself from his committee while the investigation is going on to see if there's anything illegal about uh, lying (laughs) to everybody, you know. Uh, Today is February 1st, and it was on this date in uh, uh, 1950. RCA introduced the 45 RPM record player. And uh it
4: was the next big thing yeah. in audio.
3: I know, my my brother Don, who was a big music fan, I remember he got he got one either. He I'm sure it was a Christmas present. I think it was like a little bit bigger than two shoe boxes, and he was he got records. And he was he was a, almost a teenager when he got this, and he became quite a uh you know had a lot of Buddy Holly going on in there. Nice. <laughs> He had the forty-five. Very nice. Eight seventeen here. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. It is sports time again with Ted Woodward. As uh, KU and K State hook up in basketball again last night. Ted.
4: Yeah, the second of their two regular season meetings last night. Now K State had not swept KU in the regular season in forty years, but they won the game in Manhattan two weeks ago. Had a chance to do it last night, but. Eh. KU playing at home. Yeah. yeah. Did not happen for K-State. The Jayhawks were in control of this one. Eighth-ranked Kansas beats sixth-ranked Kansas State. The final score was 90-78. Of course, you heard the action on the KU Radio Network last night on 97.5 and 1240.
1: KFH. Ahead to Awad Harris. He will dribble out the last two seconds, and you can lock, chalk it up. The
0: Jayhawks win. The Sunflower Showdown goes to Kansas,
9: and the Jayhawks back on track, one game back of first place. Well, big time win tonight. Back on track is right. Go do it Saturday in Lexington and against a top ten team here tonight in Kansas State. Win it going away up, win it by twelve. Stay in the Big Twelve race. You knock some. Somebody off who's in front of you and can't give enough credit to this Jayhawk team here tonight.
4: There you go. Jalen Wilson leading the Jayhawks with 20 points and Kevin McCullough Jr. had 16 points and 13 rebounds. So these teams split, each winning at home in the regular season. Kansas State always has trouble in Lawrence. The Wildcats have lost 17 years in a row in Allen Fieldhouse. And K State hasn't beaten KU in back to back games now in 29 years. Meanwhile, KU snaps a three-game losing streak in conference play back in the win column. And Jayhawks just were all over the place last night. Nine blocks on defense, 13 offensive rebounds, and 11 three-pointers. We're at the halfway mark of the conference race in the Big 12 Conference. Kansas State and Kansas are both tied for second place right now. They're a game behind Texas. And even the rich and famous were there last night. Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey was in the crowd at Allen Fieldhouse, and and, of course, he's got the Super Bowl coming up in a week and a half. He was taking in the action in Lawrence last night. Speaking of the Super Bowl, Sunday, February 12th, the Chiefs and the Eagles. will have that game live right here for you on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Pre-game and post-game action from the Chiefs radio network as well. College women's basketball. The Wichita State women are in Philadelphia tonight taking on the Temple Owls. The Shocker ladies are going for their second straight road win. Steve Strain will have live coverage of Shocker Women's Basketball beginning at 5.45 p.m., and that's on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. And today we mark the passing of a Shocker Basketball great. Joe Stevens has died at the age of 86. The guy that was a star right here in Wichita at North High School, led the Redskins to the state title in 1954, and stayed here and played his college basketball for Wichita University and her head coach, Ralph Miller. And by the time Joe Stevens was done at Wichita State, freshman couldn't play, so he only played three seasons. Number two all-time leading scorer at Wichita, behind only the guy that is still the all-time leading scorer, Cleo Littleton. Yeah, he did that all in three years. Man, yeah. Uh, Of course, and then of course, after his athletic career, he was a he's a big magic guy. Ran Steven Stevens Magic Emporium on East Douglas for many many years. At Wichita, he averaged 16.5 points a game, 81% from the free throw line. That's why he's in the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame. He's in the Shocker Sports Hall of Fame. Led the Shockers in scoring in 1957 and 1958. What a career. The great Shocker guard Joe Stevens. He has died at the age of 86. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 821
3: now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Is Ukraine another quagmire? That's on the way. Steve 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Steve Tad on 987 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Backinson. Ed Woodward, 8:30 here on this Wednesday morning, 13 degrees. Police in Omaha, Nebraska shot and killed a man who brought an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition into a local target store Tuesday and began firing. Police say the suspect was in his 30s and was killed within minutes of the initial 911 call. Omaha Police Chief Todd Schmaderer tells reporters
0: It's unknown at this time if he was firing at anybody. We did a search for any victims, customers, workers, because there were some people hiding in there. We could not find anybody that has been hurt.
3: Police say the identity of the suspect will be revealed to the public after they notify his next of kin. Fire damaged a vacant house in Park City early Tuesday. Firefighters from Sedgwick County, Valley Center, and Wichita worked to battle the blaze. There were no injuries. A Sedgwick County fire spokesperson says a space heater heater ignited the fire, which caused an estimated $15,000 damage. Changes will be coming soon to K-96 in northeast Wichita, and the public is invited to take part in a conversation about those changes. Kansas Department of Transportation spokesman Tom Hine says the changes include expanding the roadway to include six lanes from I-135 to 21st Street and improving the interchanges. We're in the preliminary stages, but we've got some ideas that we want to show the public as to how this might come together. So we need them to come out to the public meeting and give us comments about what they see and, and how they feel about it. The meeting will be Thursday evening from 5 to 7 at the National Center for Aviation Training, On North Webb Road, just north of Jabara Airport. A federal agency is proposing nearly $200,000 in fines against a Kansas City-based company after a technician died last year after being electrocuted at a construction site in Missouri.
5: The company, U.S. Engineering Services, was fined in 2021 after another technician was fatally electrocuted while working at a site here in Wichita. OSHA announced Tuesday it had cited U.S. Engineering Services' or three serious, and two repeat violations. The apprentice heating, ventilation, and air conditioning technician was electrocuted in August after contacting energized parts while clearing a chiller unit at University Academy in Kansas City. The agency cited similar violations following a July 2021 fatality in Wichita. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News.
3: Record-breaking profits for Exxon while consumers are struggling at the gas pump.
6: It's an all-time record for ExxonMobil as they posted about a $56 billion profit for 2022. It happened while U.S. consumers were shelling out more than $4 a gallon for most of the spring and summer. Supplies were tight. OPEC was determined to not boost production and Russia invaded Ukraine. The White House says... It's outrageous that Exxon has posted a new record for Western oil company profits after the American people were forced to pay such high prices at the pump amid Putin's invasion. President Biden has said it's possible oil companies may have to pay a war profit tax. Jill Nato, Fox News.
3: Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan
2: Good morning. It is a chilly start to this first day of February, but better weather is ahead the next several days. In fact, we'll likely be in the upper 50s by this weekend. Mostly sunny with a high 38 later on this afternoon. Clouds settle in overnight. Trello 22, Thursday's high 48. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday.
3: Now a clear sky, 13 degrees and we have a south wind at 6 miles per hour. 8.34 now, Stephen's head in the morning on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. It is time for entertainment news. The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted,
4: now let's see what's going on in the world of country music.
6: I'm Michelle Polino. Morgan Wallin released three new songs from his forthcoming third album, which is supposed to be bigger than his last. The singer announced One Thing at a Time will drop March 3rd. The 36-song project is packed with collaborations. One thing at a time is Wallen's first studio album since Dangerous the double album was released in January of 2021. Dangerous broke streaming charts for Wallen even after the singer-faced backlash for using the N-word and being cancelled for nearly a year from the award circuit. As for collaborators, Wallen is joined by Eric Church on Man Made a Bar, his friend and frequent collaborator Hardy on In the Bible and Ernest on Cowgirls. His sister Ashlyn joins him on Outlook. Last night, Everything I Love and wrote the book are available to stream on Spotify. Cole Swindell announced on Instagram that he has a new album on the way, Stereotype Broken, will drop April 28th. That's Fox Country on Fox News.
4: Let's get up close with a celebrity.
8: The Fox Celebrity Profile with Michael Chiklis, who stars in Fox's anthology series Accused in an episode about a father who comes to believe his son is planning an unimaginable crime. It's another heavy role for the actor to take on. I was taught early on when this is something that's actor school 101. Uh, you're, any great professor of the craft of acting will teach you early on that you have to learn to compartmentalize, that you have to learn to very clearly distinguish the characters from your own life. You learn to bring whatever's happening in your life to your work, but to very clearly divide them so that you don't blur those lines and you don't end up having real mental health issues because of them. And a lot of my career, I've had to go to very dark places. And you really do need to go and do whatever you need to do, whether it's physically shake it off, immediately go home and talk to my wife and my children and realize that my life is very different than this. Ashley DeVorkin, Fox News.
4: Let's see what's going on in the world of gaming.
8: Fox Bits, your insider's cheat code to gaming. I'm Amon Dignam. Wildly popular mobile and PC card game Marvel Snap out with a new mode. The game, developed by Second Dinner, places random players in quick and easy matches against each other using cards based around Marvel superheroes and villains' abilities. Got him. You can build your own superhero team and be done with each game within seven minutes. But the new mode will allow friends to fight against each other in, quote, battle mode. It's time. Something they say they've been internally practicing for years and apex legends mobile is shutting down in may according to developer respawn entertainment the mobile version of the popular battle royale game started out gangbusters in the first month raking in seven million dollars but declined in revenue by close to half according to mobilegamer.biz a quick review of social media shows players complaining of cheaters lack of content buggy content and long waits for matches to start that's fox bits for fox news
4: Here we are on the 1st of February.
1: It's February 1st, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. Today is National Freedom Day, which commemorates the day in 1865 when President Abraham Lincoln signed what would later become the 13th Amendment, effectively ending slavery in the U.S. Also on this day in 1884, the Oxford English Dictionary debuts and at least the first portion. The Oxford English Dictionary is considered the most comprehensive and accurate dictionary of the English language. Today, it's the definitive authority on the meaning, pronunciation, and history of over a half a million words past and present. Thomas Edison finishes building the world's first movie studio in West Orange, New Jersey in 1893. Born on this
5: day. Hey!
1: R&B singer Rick James in 1948. And Lisa Marie Presley in 1968. I'm CJ Papa.
6: That's your Fox Daily Snapshot.
4: Some
1: familiar faces
4: and songs are back.
6: Schoolhouse Rock 50th Anniversary Sing-Along lands on ABC. Get ready to sing along with your kids to your favorite schoolhouse rock gems from artists like the Black Eyed Peas, who take on Three as a Magic Number, and Jason Biggs and Jenny Mullen, who pick up that bill sitting on Capitol Hill. I'm just a
9: bill. Yes, I'm only a bill.
6: Ryan Seacrest hosts the special that also features Julianne Huff, The Muppets, and Fortune Feimster. It airs at 8 p.m. Eastern and streams on Hulu the next day. Michelle Polino, Fox News.
4: Twenty-five years ago on this morning, a show started on Fox TV called Fox and Friends, the morning show. It's still on. Yeah. 25 years later. Steve Ducey is one of the hosts, a guy that worked here in Wichita for a while. Fox and Friends, the morning show on Fox TV on Fox News. Fox News. Debuted 25 years ago on this day. It was 70 years ago on this day that a show debuted on CBS called You Are There, an American historical television and radio series on CBS Radio and CBS Television, blending history with modern technology. Where you, The newsroom went on like a time warp each week, yeah. reporting on great events of the past. Yeah, the series was, was uh, first on TV 70 years ago tonight on CBS. Uh so you had some interesting interesting concepts there. Originally it was telecast live. Later episodes were then produced on film. The series featured various key events in American and world history, and then they dramatized it. The events covered included the Battle of Hastings, the execution of Joan of Arc, Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire, signing of the Declaration of Independence, CBS News reporters dressed in modern-day suits reported on the action and interviewed the protagonists yeah. in these historical episodes. So it's an interesting concept. You had the James Dean appeared in You Are There in the episode The Capture of Jesse James. Paul Newman appeared as Brutus in The Assassination <laughs> of Julius Caesar. He also appeared in another one as Nathan Hale in The Fate of Nathan Hale. Rod Steiger appeared in the First Command performance of Romeo and Juliet. He had some very interesting uh, actors along the way as well. TV series You Are There premiered on CBS television 70 years ago on this night. Walter Cronkite was one of the co-hosts, by the way, at times of that show. 70 years ago on this day, it came out in Wichita movie theaters, The Naked Spur, starring Jimmy Stewart, Robert Ryan, not one of my favorites. No, mine I, I. One of them, I think it was Leonard Maltin, maybe the movie critic, called it one of the greatest westerns of all time. So that's why I watched it, and I completely disagree. I did. I do not feel it's one of the greatest westerns of all time. And the Naked spur, with spur. Jimmy Stewart and Janet Leigh and Robert Ryan. It mm. came out seventy years ago today. All right, let's hit the late night crew. Of course, Joe Biden took his lumps. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, NBC. Today,
7: President Biden was here in New York City to talk about the funding for his infrastructure law. Yeah, Biden's speech was great, because for 20 minutes, the city that never sleeps got a quick little snooze.
9: And late night with Seth Meyers, NBC. President Biden is set to travel to Philadelphia this week to discuss an infrastructure project that will replace lead pipes. But then how are Philadelphians supposed to collect their debts?
4: And, of course, the lying congressman got
9: his. The late show with Stephen Colbert, CBS. It looks like Santos might be finally facing some
8: consequences because after meeting yesterday with Kevin McCarthy, today, Santos announced that he is stepping down from his committee assignments, the Committee on Small Business and the Committee on Science, Space and Technology. Well, that's a shame because they won't benefit from his expertise. I mean, after all, Santos was the first dog in space.
4: Oh, you can see these coming. The Late Late Show with James Corden, CBS.
0: This morning, Congressman George Santos, who has been facing calls to resign after lying about his background, told Republican colleagues in a closed-door meeting that he will recuse himself from serving on House committees, mainly because he's going to be too busy performing with Lizzo and Bad Bunny at the Grammys. All right, hey,
4: old little TV history. It was 10 years ago on this night that a TV show called House of Cards debuted on Netflix, starring Kevin Spacey as uh, the vice president. Interesting show. A lot of folks love that one. House of Cards debuted 10 years ago tonight.
5: I promised the president a soft touch. I can't intentionally break my promise.
0: What if it was unintentional? Kathy, if you don't like how the table is set, turn over the table.
4: Wow! An episode, of t- tension looming with China. Ooh, tension. Yeah, stuff. House of Cards, celebrating its tenth anniversary, and we mark uh, ten years ago. It was ten years ago on this day Ed Koch passed away at age eighty-eight. Of course, longtime mayor of yeah, New York City, yeah. and then he kind of after his politic uh, political career, he kind of went into TV and radio. He was a judge on the People's Court. He hosted Saturday Night Live. Did a lot of TV. Here's, uh, here's some Ed Koch. He was on an episode of My Two Dads. But is Judge Wilbur the
6: right person for the Family Commission? There's only one man who can answer that question. We have Mayor Koch live from his office in New York's City Hall. Good
3: evening, Myra. I never miss your show. I just want to say, as I've always said, Margaret Wilbur is the only person for this job. She is a superb individual and a truly great judge. Joey, Michael, you got a terrific
9: daughter. Nicole, you got it made. You're living in the greatest city in the world, and you've got two outstanding fathers. Even though one of them looks a little Republican to me.
4: <laughs> Ed, Koch. Ed Koch walked right past him in New York City. Oh, did you? Yeah. He passed away 10 years ago today at the age of 88.
3: That's entertainment news in the blur with Stephen Ted. 8:44 now, and uh, coming up, we got the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. Gredman Advertising Agency is making a change. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS, 8.48 now here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball, Kansas, avenges and earlier loss, beating Kansas State 90-78. to 78.
8: Two.
3: Wichita Police Chief Sullivan will talk with business owners after recent shootings at two-night spots. One. Icy winter storms hit the southeastern U.S. At least two people dead. Now the count is up to three dead. Three big things. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Traffic today. Well, we've got a uh, project
9: going on, some guardrail repair. Uh, KDOT's doing some work, and they're going to be closing the eastbound Kellogg exit to northbound I-235. That is going to close from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. today, repairing the guardrails there. Again, that's uh, eastbound Kellogg, the northbound I-235. Traffic update 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers.
3: Mostly sunny and warmer today with a high of 37 degrees. Yesterday's high was 27. Mostly clear and cold tonight, the overnight low 21. Then warming up some more tomorrow, Thursday. Sunny and warmer. Tomorrow's high up to 48 degrees. Now a clear sky. We have a south wind at 6 miles per hour and 13 degrees. Global stocks are higher while Wall Street's futures declined ahead of what traders hope will be the last Federal Reserve interest rate hike for some time yesterday. The Dow closing higher at 369 points higher, S&P up 58, and NASDAQ up 190. This morning, trading underway on Wall Street, and uh, the Dow is down by 131 points. s and off just under 8 points, and uh, NASDAQ is down 24 points.
4: Let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Boeing will be adding capacity in the Seattle area to the most important individual aircraft program in Wichita. The company announcing internally plans to add a fourth production line for the 737 MAX narrowbody in a move to help fill space previously used on the widebody programs. And according to a report from the Puget Sound Business Journal, the manufacturer is turning to Everett, Washington. That's a step away from Renton, Washington, where its 737 assembly work has previously been done.
3: After building Greteman Group into a recognizable Wichita brand over the last 35 years, Sonia Greteman will pass it on to the next generation of leadership. Ashley Bowen Cook, a 20-year employee and former vice president and brand manager at Greteman Group, stepped into the role of president January 1st and has started overseeing the day-to-day operations of the marketing agency the first step in a transition of ownership that will occur over the next several years. Gretemann, who will become chair of the board and remain serving as the agency's creative director, said Bowen Cook uh, was a natural successor.
4: Eight months after Siemens Gamesa announced its Nacelle Assembly facility in Hutchinson will be put into temporary hibernation, one of the international wind turbine company's executives says the plant could be coming back to life soon. Siemens Gamesa has already restarted production at its Blade manufacturing plant in Fort Madison, Iowa, which was also halted last year. Ninety-two employees in Hutchinson and 171 in Iowa were set to be laid off last year because of the temporary closures, according to the company at the time. It's not clear how many employees will be hired back and on what type of timeline. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal.
3: And today is the first day of February. And, yeah, we uh, made it into a new month. A new month. This was a day of tragedy in our history. In the year 2003, the space shuttle Columbia broke up during re-entry, killing all seven of its crew members: Commander Rick Husband, Pilot William McCool, Payload Commander Payload Commander Michael Anderson, Mission Specialists Kalpana Chawla, David Brown, and Laurel Clark, and a Payload Specialist. Uh, Ilan Ramon, the first Israeli in space. That was on this date in 2003, the tragedy of uh, the Columbia space shuttle breaking up. Yeah, our second space shuttle disaster. Really. Uh, This is National Freedom Day. This uh, celebrates freedom from slavery. It also recognizes that America is a symbol of liberty. The day honors the signing by Abraham Lincoln of a joint House and Senate resolution that later became the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. President Lincoln signed the amendment, outlawed slavery, on February 1st, 1865. Of course, it was not ratified by the state till later uh, on December 18th, 1865. But this is the day he signed it, so we, we call it Freedom Day. How about that? It's also National Women, Girls, and Women in Sports Day. So if you have an athlete, if you are an athlete and you are female, hey, this is your day to, to think about that and celebrate that. All right, Ted. Uh, Got a birthday today. My younger brother Jerry is uh, having a birthday. Jerry McIntosh. He was the youngest. Uh, he was the youngest in our family. So, you know how youngest the youngest is always, you know, they're mistreated and so forth. <laughs> anyway, he growing up uh, it was interesting. We had I think we're about what fifteen. Wait, 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 wait. The youngest isn't mistreated. The youngest oh. is spoiled. Oh, the spoiled. Okay, I forgot that. I got that I wrong.
4: What
3: were you doing in your family? Well, I don't know. I was a middle child, so I, I think I've got it the worst, but. uh yeah, Jerry uh, came along. He's uh, we were stair-stepped for Jerry, Don, uh, Jerry, Mike, and and I were all three. We were just bang, 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 and Jerry was, but uh, was 15 months younger than me. By the by, the time we were, by the time I was five years old, he was already bigger than me. Ooh, and uh, <laughs> it would be that way forever, clear through high school. Oh, my <laughs> younger brothers are both bigger than me. Yeah, so there you go. But we uh, we did a lot of things together over the I'll years. Bet you so? did. And he was, uh, I was with him and his wife last night at the at the basketball game over at Carroll, and and uh, yeah, he's a retired firefighter. He drove an EM, uh, one of those rescue squads, of uh-huh. fifth, squad fifteen for several years, and so uh, now he's retired and he, he tries to keep busy doing stuff now and then. But uh, uh, there you go. Happy birthday to Jerry! Yeah, another friend of mine, Jim Daffern, having a birthday today. Jim went to high school and he's a classmate of mine at Wichita West, and Saw him just the other day. We had that Mensa luncheon of, of my buddies, and we saw Jim's, and I didn't even know it was his birthday this week. But happy birthday to James Daffern. He's in he's in the real estate business here in Wichita. All right. Uh, had a good morning this morning. Our printer worked okay?
4: Yeah, I cleared out your paper jam, and uh, the microphone. everything worked all right?
3: All right, good. The microphones are working? Yeah. Two for two? Yeah, we're two for two. I'm a little scared. <laughs> we hey. made it. Coming up, we got the Glenn Beck program talking about the search for documents and how the White House has handled it, or mishandled it. That's coming up. News at the top of the hour this morning on KNSS. Winter storms freezing southern U.S. That's at uh, 9 o'clock on our news. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Steve and ten in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Looking for a high today of 37 degrees. Right now, just 13